Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to Shh Period. And today we're going to be talking about catcalling, which is defined as the act of shouting, harassing, and often sexually suggestive, threatening, or derisive comments at someone publicly. So we decided to talk about catcalling because when we started this podcast, we were obvi- we're obviously a podcast that talks about women's struggles, and this is something that a lot of women have to deal with, no matter like your social class or like where you where you're from, your age. Like you're gonna, this is something that a lot of women go through. This is something that so many people experience, and we just want to shed light on it. So, Miss Hawk, what's your experience with catcalling? My earliest memory of it was. When I was 12, I was back to school shopping with my mom and then this man was coming at me from the opposite direction and in front of my mom and all these all, all these other people, he just reached over and grabbed my boobs and squeezed them and kept walking. And then when I told my mom this happened, she's like, well, you were putting yourself out there. Of course he reached over and grabbed your boobs because your boobs were out. And now mind you, I was 12. I was in middle school. I wasn't even aware of men and like sexual desire in that way. So that was very traumatic for me. And then like, as I got older, more and more men started commenting on my clothes. Like, especially if I would be wearing like t-shirts and jeans or even pajamas, they'd be like, oh, you're putting your boobs out on display. You're like dressing like a whore. People can see the shape of your legs. So then I was forced to like change my wardrobe like I I was comfortable wearing t-shirts and jeans and things like that but I was forced to wear like loose fitting baggy shapeless clothes because my boobs got so much attention and then being separated from like male company like I wasn't allowed to hang out with male relatives unless my, my dad or my brother was in the room like I wasn't allowed to go anywhere that had boys unless there was a chaperone, like there were all these things, but it almost always seemed like how I dressed was the reason why I was getting harassed. My question would be like, why do you think it's so easy for people to blame women and the way that they dress for being harassed? I'm gonna be honest, I have no idea. I just feel like, I don't know, like they like for them, it seems like it's easier to victim blame than to just straight up be like, oh yeah, like he did that. They're like, they'll try to do like every other thing. Like, no, he's not the type of person, like he wouldn't do that. She probably provoked him. She probably like, they'll try to find excuses to make the like the the person who did it like seem like a good person instead of just admitting that they did something wrong. Yeah, I I see that happen. Like especially in my adult life in living in New York, I've been you know those halal carts that you see out on the street. Yeah. So like I was at 125th in um like at the Metro North station in Harlem and I was getting something from a halal cart and this dude came up and he's like, You're one of the top five most beautiful women I've ever seen. And I was like, Thank you. But I also wasn't like flattered. I'm just like, I'm just trying to get something before my train. Like I'm not here trying to talk to you. I don't know why you're so physically close to me. Like immediately I started to stress out and panic and I'm like, is he going to try to follow me? Cause I've, I've been in situations where a guy expressed like physical and sexual interest in me and I didn't reciprocate. And instead of backing down or dropping it, they literally tried to get on the train and follow me home. There's always like those scenarios where like a guy can like say something at you, like scream at you or something. You'll turn him down and then automatically like, they'll just start cursing you out from like behind you. That's also very uncomfortable. When you like dub a guy, like if he like, if he says something like he's like, oh, like, oh, you look good today, something like that. Like you don't want to respond because that's, that's extremely awkward. And then you don't reply and then they'll just start being like, all right, you're a bitch anyways. Fuck you, you're ugly. I'm just like what is happening here what is what is going on I've had that happen where I was 
with my family on a weekend and this dude I worked with texted me. He's like, what are you doing up at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night? And I was like, I'm hanging out with my family, but why are you texting me at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night? Like, are you trying to get with me? And he's like, oh, girl, don't flatter yourself. You are way too ugly for me to want to get to you, get with you. And I was like, okay, cool. Then stop texting me. Exactly. What the hell? Indeed. Because I know that me and a lot of women, like we're not out on the streets or out at work or out at the gym, like trying to get male attention. But when we do get male attention and we ignore it, then there's the fear that, oh, they might take that to mean rejection and keep pursuing me. But if we don't ignore it, if we address it and we're like, hey, you're doing this thing. It makes me uncomfortable. Don't do it. Then they turn it back and and make it where being bitchy or we're like flattering flattering ourselves to think that oh a man as hot as you are as successful as you or whatever whatever gain it to like pay me attention i'm like we're losing either way it's like this starts young a girl can say no and then like they'll be telling their friend but like oh like she said no and like don't take no for an answer don't stop like you get it no stop it's like i hate when i hear and he's like yeah i kept asking her and asking her and asking her to go on a date with me until she finally said yes and like she basically harassed her into going into date with me because she said no so many times and he just continued that at this point she was just like okay i have to say yes because he's not gonna stop when i was in college and i had just gotten into the world of dating someone that i was dating at the time told me that when it comes to a woman a no means yes and a yes also means a yes so that's like some things i used to pull on my mom when i was eight and i you can be like woke or whatever and still think that this type of stuff is okay people still have a mentality like that like you know yeah you're on tiktok right yeah have you ever seen like when a girl like talks about like being sexually harassed or like being raped automatically like there's boys in the comments that are like nah justice for izu justice for izu i don't know if you know who izu is but he was like they gave him a he had like a fake a fake rape allegation against him ever was sexual harassment i did not really look into his case but basically it led to him killing himself because it was like so traumatic and stuff like that and that's 100 percent valid like that's that's yes he deserves justice for that but it's the fact that instead of being like damn sorry that happened to you you're gonna be like nah fuck that you got raped get justice for Izu. like i don't i don't understand just saw a tiktok this morning about um someone on tiktok being like oh 41 percent of rape allegations are classified as false but then the girl who made the tiktok broke it down what counts as a false allegation is like one is either that it was truly not the man was not the assaulter but also it counts cases that have been dropped cases that resulted in the man being acquitted so the 41 percent number is very inflated and also like getting a conviction in a rape trial is the second hardest conviction to get in the united states right after men being convicted for domestic violence against a female partner when women are the victims of sexual and physical and verbal harassment it, it is so hard to prove the burden of evidence is so high on the women that Hardly any woman gets justice. Like, say, like, yeah, you were talking to this guy, like, yeah, you guys were gonna ask, but at the moment, like, right when he brought it to you, like, yeah, never mind, never mind. Can you already say no, but he still does That's still rape. But then people can be like, oh, but like, you were you were good with it a minute before, but it's like, okay, but the minute that he was gonna do it, I said no. Consent can be taken away at any point of a sexual or physical interaction. And I've had this conversation with someone that I dated who's like, so what should I do? Just carry around a consent agreement? These are the things I consent to. These are not the things I consent to. And I'm like, 
I mean, that would be pretty funny in that because that made me think of like Fifty Shades of Grey and stuff like that where they did have an actual contract and they were debating it and whatever. But I'm like, be open and honest and have conversations and be like, before you get to that stage, be like, what are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? Oh my God. Wait, there is literally a movie that normalizes like. Oh, are you talking about three hundred sixty-five days? Yes, I don't know why people were so upset that I watched it this hard. Oh my god, bro! Literally, I was texting Cat like, "No, Vinci was the first one out of the three of us to watch it." She was like, "Oh, you can watch it," and I was, she was like, "Vinci, this is rape. This is this is pure rape here." I was like, "He has his girl tied up." She's saying no, and she's. I was like, "No, no, no, this is too much." This is too much. I was like, "This feels like rape." I was like, "I feel like I'm watching rape." And Caroline was like, "Yeah, I feel like I'm watching rape. Like this is." This is a lot. This is a lot. It just felt like I was watching straight up rape. Like, I don't understand. Like, literally, he was like, I'm not going to touch you if you don't want me to. But that would touch her even though she said no. Also, the fact that he kidnapped her and he imprisoned her in his house. So here's the here's the thing. In 365 Days, the man, uh, the character, his name is Massimo. Like, he's like an attractive Italian man. And so he's rich. He's attractive. So whatever it's hot and sexy when he does it but there's a there's a movie that came out a couple years ago um brie larson's in it so the, this movie's called room and it's about a lady who gets kidnapped by oh, a man that's yeah i've seen it so many times yeah so i'm like how is room any different from 365 days you have a woman who is kidnapped against her will and in prison in a man's house who then routinely has sex with her without her permission and she tolerates it because she knows that if she resists, she's going to die. Like, the only difference between Room and 365 Days is, like, Massimo is rich, attractive, and Italian. But in terms of what he's doing to his victim, it's the same as the dude did in Room. And then this is one thing that really got me tight. It was, like, it was, like, at a club or whatever, and and then, then, like, his, like, Massimo's rival tried to rape her, and then he got mad and started shooting up the place. Even better, after they started shooting up the place, and then he took the girl... And put her on the boat. And he started arguing with her, saying it was her fault. Yeah, he was like, it's your fault because you were dancing provocatively with the rival gang member. So that's why I had to kill a person? And then she's like, oh my gosh, you love me. And I'm like, what the hell? What is the storyline? Honestly, it was... I know there is no plot. Like I was saying earlier, it was like there is literally no plot in that story. It was basically like it was like so violent with, between both of them. If a hot rich Italian man kidnap you, how could you possibly say no? And it was like that in the second movie or like in the third whatever, like in the third book, he kills her or something. Like he ends up killing her. Oh wow, no spoilers, Rizzo. Oh sorry, I'm sorry to watch that. Like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so listen to this. Now this isn't just like a Hollywood narrative this isn't just a personal experience that i've experienced i brought some statistics friends let's start with this a 2015 study by cornell university found that 50 percent of women under 40 in the u.s have been groped or fondled in the last year while 70 percent of women under 40 have been followed by a man respondents said that they changed clothing refused a social event chose a different transportation mode or felt distracted at home or work due to street harassment. Is this something you know anything about? Like, have you ever been in a situation like this? I've changed the way that I've dressed because, well, Bronx Prep. And it's weird because you know how the Bronx Prep uniform is. Like, there's not very much to it. You can't really see it. It, it makes us look like boxes. But I've had a uh, big breast. I'm not just going to be openest. I've had big breast since I was a little kid. And since I got to, to uh, Bronx Prep in seventh grade, um, I had not lived the day without a guy telling me that my boots were big. I remember when I had dressed down one day, like, and they were like, oh, your boobs look big. Like, they would constantly tell me that. Oh, my God. This is something I will never forget. 
someone literally came up to me. I'm not gonna say his name, but he literally came up to me and he was like, "I know you're not wearing a bra." I was like, "Huh?" And he was like, "I can see your nipples, so obviously that means you're not wearing a bra." No, it means I'm not wearing a bra with padding and it's cold in this room. And I was like, "Why are you staring at my nipples in the first place?" He's like, "Well, it's out, so obviously it's like for people to see." I was like, "No, it's it's really not." So then after that, I did start wearing bras with padding because I didn't want people to see my nipples, and I started wearing double layers. Since I've been in high school, I have never worn a shirt that, like, you can see the, like, you can see my boobs, and all my shirts are oversized because I want to bring attention to my boobs because it was really uncomfortable in um, middle school, and like, I've even had some, like, guys who I thought were my friend, like, grab my boobs and be like, ha, 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 ha I grabbed your boobs, and I'm just sitting there, like, I don't see the funny in it. So that made me insecure about my boobs, so that made me change the way that I dress so that people couldn't see my boobs. I'm so sorry that happened to you because these people are trash and they do not respect you as a human being and they suck. And it makes me wonder what taught these boys, these young men, that it was acceptable to either comment on a woman's boobs, like whether or not you can see their nipples through a shirt is irrelevant. Like, why would you comment on the size of their boobs? the visibility of their nipples, whatever, but also what give you permission to touch them? And and exactly. then, thirdly, brush it off as a joke. I've had that, I've had that, like, situation so many times where a guy has grabbed my boobs that if you try to push them off, they're like, oh my god, relax, this is a joke, and like, they try to make you feel like shit because you didn't let them. But then it gets to the point where, like, if you do just let them, because it's like, it happens, it's happened to me so many times that there's literally moments where I just freeze and it's like, I'm not even in my body. Like, I'm just in such a state of shock that that actually happened. And then they want to go and say that I'm easy. Easy for what? You're the one that came in, came out of nowhere. Am I supposed to be like, ha, 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 If I do react, I'm, I'm, I'm approved. If I don't react, I'm easy. I was in seventh and eighth grade. Just, and then imagine when they're actual adults. Imagine the things that they'll do to women. And it's not just like a race or class thing because, you know, it happens to women in the U.S., outside of the U.S., in poor neighborhoods, in affluent neighborhoods, amongst black people, white people, uh, Hispanic people, Asian people, like Native American people. Like, it's not a race or a class or a geographic location thing. It is pervasive. So this other study I found, right, this is from 2018, so it's more recent. It found, so it surveyed 16,000 people from 42 different cities around the world and they found that 81 percent of women and 43 percent of men had experienced sexual harassment verbal harassment unwelcome sexual touching cyber sexual bullying being physically followed genital flashing and sexual assault and 66 percent of the women said that they're being harassed in public space even if someone was like harassing you over instagram being like oh your boobs look big or i can see your nipples like that's still harassment oh my god i've had that happen it was literally my Christmas outfit, and it was, it literally went all the way up to my neck, and he sent me my own post, and he goes, your boobs look mad big, I was like, uh, Merry Christmas to you too, and he was like, you should slap me with your tits, I was like, excuse wow. me, this is, I was like, no, um, how old was this, was this kid, I think he was like, already 15, this was in December, like, like, think of how problematic it is that you're not just experiencing this from adults who have like internalized this type of like toxic misogynistic thinking like these are young kids young kids they don't even know how to drive and they're out here being like slap me with your tits like that's that's messed up but this is something that's literally taught from a young age because from what i can remember from a young age i've always been told i've always been told to cover up even if it's like my own male family members yeah like this is something 
it's always they always teach you girls to cover up or the girls to do this but it's like you need to sit down and have that talk with your son not with your daughter i would not have that conversation with a girl like i wouldn't be like because you were wearing a short skirt you were asking to get harassed or asking to get raped like because your boobs were protruding or your neckline was too low like you have control over whether or not you harass or assault another person. So don't put that on I how someone was dressed. I feel if, as if I ever have to tell my daughter that she needs to cover up because so-and-so is coming, then so-and-so shouldn't be coming. Because why would I put my daughter in that situation if I know that this guy is capable of doing something? No, then so-and-so can stay over there because I'm not going to make my daughter uncomfortable and make her get dressed a different way just because some guy is coming. Being, quote-unquote, distracted by a woman's clothing is a very dumb excuse and they need to do better there's also the issue of if you're a woman and you have a certain body type there are just some things that if Mm -hmm. you wear it's considered sexual or too aggressive or vulgar but if you have a different body type like when I was a first year teacher and I was teaching upstate New York I was wearing a sweater and there were eighth graders in the class who were openly making comments about my boobs and I was their teacher and they were making comments about my boobs. So I went and I talked to the vice principal about it and he's like, well, have you thought about wearing a different shirt or covering up your boobs? And I'm like, this room has no ventilation. I am already warm and uncomfortable, but also why should I have to cover up my chest? Because these boys a, don't have the respect for their teacher, and B, think it is appropriate to be making comments about a woman's boob. Body types does matter because there's girls, and there's nothing wrong with, like, having different body types, but there's girls who can have, like, no ass or, like, no boobs. But I know that if I want to go wear something like that, I would get called because I've seen it happen. I've seen girls that are, like, you know, barely have chest. And they come in tube tops. But then I had a friend who she does have chest and she came into a tube top. And then my teacher literally told her she looked like she was working the corner and she needed to put a sweater on. Mind you, it was hot as hell. Cause it was like it was like like two weeks before we shut down for Corona, but it was hot. And she wanted her to put on a sweater just because she supposedly looked like she was working the corner. But how is a teacher going to tell Even a child? Yeah, like, oh, you look like a prostitute. Like, that is so messed up. Why yeah, would you ever say that? And I got to argue with my teacher, and then she was like, I'm going to send you to the dean. And I was like, so send me to the dean, because I'm pretty sure she would get more in trouble than I would, since she's the one saying that she looks like she's working the corner. Oh, people who say, oh, it's not that serious. Why are you taking it so seriously? It's a joke. Or, on the other hand, people, like, I don't know if your mom did this, but my mom kind of like raised me with this idea that this is just what happens to women if you're a woman and you have a quote-unquote womanly body like you have big boobs or a big butt like you're just going to draw male attention and the only thing you can do is to sequester yourself away so just stay home just stay home quarantine yourself from the rest of the outside world and you'll never get negative male attention which we know is horseshit and that's a lie but like this stuff has such a deep psychological effect because Going back to the study from 2018, 31% of victims of harassment report feeling depressed or anxious. 23% changed their root or regular routine. 15% end a friendship or relationship over harassment. 10% file an official complaint. 9% change jobs. 7% go and get medical help like counseling. And 5% stop a hobby or participating community out of fear of further harassment. So in every one of these situations, 
the victim has to bear this burden for much longer than the harasser because the harasser is not going to feel any consequences in most cases but you keep victimizing people especially women and you expect them to just accept it as reality because it's so normalized and i just find that really fucked up yeah because like one like a lot of times like if someone does get harassed like one of the first questions is like well what were you wearing were you drunk like where where you were was it late and as if any of that matters like nothing caused rape except the rapist i mean even in america there was that kid named brock turner who was a swimmer and he raped a drunk girl behind a hedge and left her body unconscious and the judge said that this kid has such a bright future that he didn't want to put him in jail because it was going to fuck up his life meanwhile he raped a girl and left her unconscious behind a hedge exactly and then imagine how fucked up the girl's life is especially knowing the fact that they refused to give her rapist like time so she didn't get justice I feel like we get punished for having bodies. Exactly. Like, if we want to look good, we're asking for attention. If we don't want to look good, then we're ugly and whatever, like, are a prude. If we fight back, then we're a bitch. If we don't fight back, then, you know. You're a pussy. You're a pussy. Or you should have fought back. Why didn't you fight back? You should have reported to the police. Blah, 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 blah. Like, there's no winning. Exactly. And then... People get shamed when they do, like, if they do come out, like, years later saying it. They're like, well, you should have said it before because now it doesn't matter since it happened so long ago. It is really hard to prove DNA evidence unless you go get the DNA collected within the first 24 to 48 hours. So imagine, like, you were sexually assaulted or raped. Now you have to go to a hospital, subject yourself to an excruciatingly traumatic physical examination, and then hope that the, the the DNA samples get processed and that it is it counts if the case comes to trial. And even then there's it probably so, won't. There's too many if and if and buts. Correct. And then the whole like, oh, innocent until proven guilty, where usually when sexual assault happens, it's in an intimate setting. There's not like a lot of witnesses around. So it is your word against the word of your assaulter and so when people are like oh i don't really know i wasn't there it was a situation of he said she said and like what if she was drunk and what if she doesn't remember it or she's exaggerating blah 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 like the burden of proof falls on the victim so i'm not here for people who are like oh but what about the women who who make false allegations or blah blah blah, blah. i'm like no 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 don't i'm not i'm the wrong person to talk about this with I don't care if the victim is male, female, trans, non-binary. It's fucked up. And why people normalize it, I don't know. Why people make excuses for the perpetrators, I also don't know. Why people victim blame, I truly, honestly have no idea. So this this is our episode on what we began talking about catcalling, but then as, as we later found out in this conversation, it's not just catcalling. Because harassment exists on so many layers and pervades so many aspects of our lives, especially if you're a woman, and it sucks, and we're sorry you had to experience that, and hopefully the world changes for the better. Razel, where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram at 
periods and also on breast sprouts and apple Podcasts. also at periods make sure to click the link in my bio please and register to vote yes and if you're gonna um vote do mail-in voting make sure your ballots are postmarked before november 3rd because well no you have to send it in two weeks try to guys try to send it in two weeks before october 20th october 20th is when you should be trying to send that in you could do what i did um because i actually called the county board of elections for westchester county and asked them if my mail-in ballot had been received and my vote had been counted because that's how high stakes this election is so don't fuck around and go out and vote yes guys please vote i cannot vote so please vote please go vote and that's on period